It grabbed my attention. Come on, come on, come on. Let the Holy Ghost The first, when it said the first Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 12 through 13. Yes, yes. And I'm going to read it to you from the Jewish transition. All right, now. And it said that we ask you, brethren, to respect those respect. who are working hard. Yes, you. yes, yes. Those who are guiding you. Uh huh. In the Lord and comforting you yes. in order to help you change. Yes. Treating them with the highest regard uh -huh. and love because of the work, the work that they are doing. Hallelujah. Live at peace among yourselves. Yes. I thank yes. God that the scripture fits the occasion. Yes. Hallelujah. Because truly he works hard even when it's time to confront you so that he can make you better. Yes. Am I right about that? Now if you would go to 2 Corinthians don't, I hope you don't mind standing with me a minute since I'm the one got to stand the longest. It ought to be all right. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 5. And I will be reading verses 1 through 10. Amen. Did you have a verse later? Amen. Read those verses for me, will you please? For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house which is from heaven. If so be that being clothed we shall not be found naked. For we that are in this tabernacle do groan, be burdened, not for that which we are unclothed, but clothed upon, that mortality might be swallowed up of life. Now he that hath wrought us for the selfsame thing is God, who also hath given us unto the earnest of the Spirit. Therefore we are always confident, knowing that whilst we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Wherefore we labor that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body. According to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Amen. There is the reading of God's holy word. Bow your heads all over the house. Father, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God, we thank you for your word, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your people, Lord God. Now, God, we pray that you come in the house, Lord. Lord God, and bless us, Lord. Bless our hearts and soul. Bless our ears to hear, Lord. In the great mighty name of Jesus, let thy anointing, oh God, come in the house. In the name of Jesus. We can't do nothing without you, God. We need your very presence. We need you to sprinkle, Lord God, some salt of anointing on these services. Oh God, in the name of Jesus. 
You bless us, Lord, and we shall be blessed. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And let everybody say amen. You may be seated. Topic for this morning. Working on a building with a sure foundation. We are in a season of life where every saint must of the most high God should be preparing the temple of departure. We are working too hard on preserving our natural bodies, our natural flesh, come on somebody, while losing sight on our spiritual temple, drifting away. We are like a boat that is tied to a dock and the lost focus on how well it is secured. And the rope came loose and the boat drifted out to sea. And there we are in the middle of the ocean. And guess what? No help in sight. So now guess what? Watch yourself that you don't lose uh, your spiritual sight. And you don't lose the sight of God's holiness. Watch your drifting off from the house of God. Because you're going to wind up in the middle of nowhere. Too far out to call for help. I don't know if you've ever been out in the middle of the ocean. But when you get out in the middle of the ocean, you can look north. You can look south. And you can look east and west. And you're not going to find no land nowhere. And you be telling yourself on the inside, Lord, help me to make it back to shore. I know because I've been there. And it ain't a pretty sight to be out there and can't find no land. But you know what? I know a God that can keep us in every situation. I know a God that holds us in the palm of his hand. So we get too far out from shore. You went on a vacation in your mind. Come on, somebody. Eh? You went on a vacation in your mind and your spirit, uh, and at the time that you should have been working on your building. For if this earthly vessel, this earthly tabernacle that we live in, uh, it would be dissolved. No point in you prepping on this old building. Uh, no point in you trying to hold it here. Uh, because when the time come, uh, when God said it's your time to go, guess what? Uh, don't make no difference what you've been doing to it. Uh, you can't preserve this old body. And our new resident must be made uh, by the hands of God. Uh, eternal uh, in the heavens. Uh, if we are working to remain here, all of the work that we do is truly in vain. But guess what? The Bible says the foundation of God standing sure, having this seal, that the Lord knoweth them that are his, and let everyone that nameth the name of Christ 
depart from iniquity. We can't make it if we stay in this body. Well, this earthly tabernacle cannot go to heaven unless it make a change. And the change has got to start here. We ain't going to wait till we get there to make the change. We got to change our lifestyle now. We got to change who we are right now. This is the day that the Lord has made. And guess what? He told you to rejoice and be glad in it. So this change has got to take place now. This is now by the word of God uh, that, the, that we got to make that change uh, between earth and glory. I, I don't know when it's going to take place, uh, but it's got to take place before we get there. Uh, so I don't know when we leave earth uh, in the midst of the air, uh, is the change going to take place? Uh, but the change has got to take place. You will be changed in the moment in the twinkling of an eye. I don't know if you really realize how fast the eye twinkles, but that's just how fast the change has got to be made. So you know what that's telling me? I can't wait till the eye get ready to twinkle the change. I got to be already changed when it happens. I can't wait till God get ready to come back. I got to already be ready when God come back. You got to make it up in your mind whether or not you're going to be ready when God come. Because guess what? Ready or not, here he come. The Bible said that at the last trump, for the trump shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. For the corrupt, that sinful nature that we own, must be incorrupt. We got to put on the righteousness of God. Therefore, your temple must be ready. For the rapture. Huh? You got to be ready to be caught up. Huh? We got to be caught up to meet him. Not later, but right now. For we know that the day, we do not know the day nor the hour that our Lord do come. We don't know when he's coming, but you can rest assured he's coming. We don't know what hour is going to be, but you can rest assured that he got the time. You don't know, but God knows. He didn't put it in nobody's hand. He didn't even put it in the angel's hand. He said, don't nobody know, but the Father that is in heaven. So guess what? If we don't know when God is coming, it behooves us to try to be prepared when he get here. It behooves us to try to have our garments on that we need to have on when God split the sky. Because guess what? We ain't going back Saul. We ain't going back dirty. We got to be clean. We got to have our life ready. We got to be in holiness when God comes. Guess what? We got to make ready for the greatest event that ever been known to man. What are you saying, preacher? The greatest event that believers has been talking about for over 2,000 years. They've been waiting on Christ to come. 
Come on, somebody. The same event, the disciples witnessed that when Jesus departed on the cloud, that same Jesus, as the two men that were dressed in white apparels, said, why are you standing there gazing? That same Jesus that you saw going up in the cloud is the same one that's coming back. Hmm. But you know, the Bible is right. And somebody's wrong. The Bible tells us that, uh, that as it was in the days of Noah, the same is going to be in the days of the coming of man. They're going to be doing their own thing. Huh? They're going to be doing what is custom to sin. Uh, in those days, they did the same thing to Noah entered into the ark. Some had businesses, some had jobs, some loved pleasure more than they did God. Some had Bobby and Betty, some had Mary and Sally Sue, some had James and Jerry. The same walk of life in that day is the same walk of life in this day with a brand new twist. Cause now some, Bobby got Joe, and Joe got Bobby, and Mary going down to see Sue. So it's just a new twist. I don't see that it was in that day. And they knew not till the flood came. You know, it's one thing about God. God will let you go on and do what you want to do. You can do you all you want to do. But there's going to come a day that we got to pay. There's going to come a day that we got to pay the piper. And he's going to let you go all the way to that day. And when that day comes, it's going to be too late to make a change. We got to work on this house now. Amen. They knew not till the flood came. Failed to take heed to the preacher. They failed to take heed to the mailman. The mailman just delivers the mail. It's up to you whether you open it and read it. Oh, but some don't want to, they want to take God's word as junk mail. But you better read the word of God. You better read the letter that God sent you. Oh, because guess what? The Bible tells me that the letter kill it. But it's the spirit that makes it alive. So you got to open it up to find out what God got for you. You got to hear the word of the Lord. Because the gospel has got to be preached. Amen. You better prepare yourself. For the great getting up morning. Oh, when all God's people. Will get together. And have a meeting with the king of glory. In the air. Can you just imagine. Oh can you visualize. All of God's people. Having a meeting in the air. Can you just imagine. Being suspended up in the air with the Lord. It don't make no difference how skinny you is. The wind ain't going to blow. 
it don't make no difference how much you weigh because you ain't going to fall. Because you're going to be held up. You're going to be suspended up in the air by the power of God. And the power of God do not fail. Hallelujah. Can you just imagine being in the presence of God where all the energy and all the anointing of God is flowing. My good God Almighty. No concern about what you got on. No concern about how you look. All you know that you are in the presence of God. All you know that you have left earth going to glory. Oh my God. Can you think of any better than that? Can you think of any excitement huh, that would overtake that? Huh, going to glory of God. Huh, so you got to work on that building. Huh, you got to get that thing together. Just think of all the excitement, the singing, and a joyful noise huh, going up in the presence of Christ. Huh, the God of our salvation. He left word. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Serve the Lord with gladness. But come before his presence with singing. So every opportunity that we get, we ought to come before God with a glad heart. Knowing that God is working on me. I might not like everything about me. Know you that the Lord, he is God. It is he that had made us and not we ourselves. Come on, somebody. My God. So we need to stop worrying about what we look like. We need to stop worrying about what we have and what we don't have. Because guess what? God did not give you any power that when you came out of the womb, you might have said you didn't like the shape of your nose. But you couldn't go back in there and change it. You got to wait on God to make all the changes that he going to make. Our Lord have mercy. What We might not have no hair today, but we might have a hair to have when we get there. I don't know what God has got prepared for me and for you. But he said when we get there, we're going to see him like he is. the sheep of his passion. Yeah. I think we lose focus on who we belong to. Yeah. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his praise with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. We got to get in a habit of being thankful. We got to get in a habit of looking for Jesus to come. We got to get in a habit of I'm making preparations uh, to meet our maker. Yay! Glory! 
when you get to that point, then you'll be able to sing that old song with a conviction. I'm working on the building. Uh, it's a true foundation. I'm lifting up a blood-stained banner. Huh? And I'm not tired of working on this building. Uh, because I'm going up to heaven uh, to meet my Lord. Uh, so guess what? You got to have a determination. Uh, not just in your mind, but in your heart. Uh, I'm working on this building. Uh, it's a sure foundation. Uh, I'm lifting up the blood-stained banner ha, for my Lord. Ha. And then he went on to say, if you see me praying, ha, oh God, I'm, I'm working on my building. Ha. See, some don't want to pray. Ha. But he said, if you see me praying, ha, know that I'm working on my building. Ha. I'm still lifting up the blood-stained banner ha, for my Lord. This songwriter knew that the building needed working on. He knew that we couldn't make it to glory like we is. Your building needs some work. My building needs some work. Come on, somebody. We need some work. And we got to work on our building now until he come. Don't wait till he come and you got nails out of place. Boards missing. Flow about to fall in. When you telling the Lord, wait, Lord, till I get it done. You should have had your building repaired before he came. Am I in the right church this morning? Is there anybody in the house of God know that they need work on? There was a songwriter said, this old building, is a, huh? it's got a leak in this old building. Huh? And then he said, this old building, just keep on leaning, Pastor. As the years go by, the building keeps on leaning. Come on, somebody. But guess what? You better find you a word of God to get propped up. stop a leak in your roof because your roof has got a leak in it and it keep raining in your life you gotta find a word that'll stop up the leak so that you can serve God with a clear mind if you don't stop the leak and the house keep flooding Guess what? After a while, your building going to start sinking. It's going to keep on sinking. And you're going to have to come to the conclusion. I got to move. Keep on leaning. Keep on leaking. And I got to move. I got to move from where I am. And move off into the presence of God. So guess what? While you're in this temporal state, in this old building, you got to fix some of them leaks. Your roof got a hole in it. You got to fix it. 
If you, if you don't fix your roof that got a hole in it, guess what? Your, your, your life is going to keep getting flooded by the things that are running through your mind. And you ain't going to be able to serve God because you can't get your mind straight. You got to be able to be able to say that this mind that was in Christ Jesus, God let it be in me. Because if you don't, guess what? The mind is tricky. The mind will fool you. The mind will have you thinking one way and God another. The mind will tell you that you're serving God when actually you're serving yourself. You let your mind and your spirit get cloudy that you lose track of time. You got to leak when your career is overriding the works of God. You got to leak when it's all about you and not about God. I'm just like anybody else in some parts of this life huh we all riding in the same boat huh for example I'm like Coco I like to dress fine but guess what dressing fine don't define me huh if it do, you got a leak in your building. I like riding in fine automobiles. I want my old hoopty to be updated too. James, I want some bold speakers in mine too, like Lamont's got in his. Come on, somebody. But because I ride in a fine ride, that don't define me either. All it do is get me from point A to point B. Come on now. I like having a nice home. Huh? But still, that don't define me. Because, see, I got to think about the problem that uh, this old building here ain't going to be here very long. I got to make it so I can get into that building that is made without hands. So where I live at do not define me. Come on, somebody. So... That was a time that once I had a career in management. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Telling folks where to go. Telling folks what to do. Like to fire her because she didn't want to work. <laughs> but guess what? Being a manager didn't define me. So take heed. And keep yourself focused. Keep yourself from being covetous. Huh? For a man's life consists not on the abundance of things which he possesses. Come on, somebody. So don't get it twisted in this life here. Because this life will twist you up and you will find yourself without God. This life will twist you up uh, if you find yourself watching the bright lights. Uh, this life will twist you up uh, if you get a few dollars in the bank. Uh, this life uh, will twist you up uh, if you start having confidence in yourself. 
huh? We got to be like Paul. Huh? Paul said, whatever form of things I had that might have been gained to me, I count them as loss for the no Christ. So you got to be the lose in order to win. Can y'all hear that one? You got to lose in order to win. I count everything as loss compared to the possession of the priceless privilege of knowing Jesus Christ, my Lord. You got to count it all as done. You got to count it all as rubbish so that you can gain Christ. He said, I found and known as in him, not having my own righteousness. You know, some folks just think that they just right in their own mind. Yeah, what you tell them, they still right. Huh? Amen. But to possess the genuine righteousness of God, which comes through faith in Christ Jesus. Outside of Jesus, there is no righteousness. Did y'all hear that? Outside of Christ, your righteousness is as filthy rags. But I'm determined. Come on, somebody. I am determined. I got a determination to know him and to become more deeply acquainted with him. Are you striving to know him more than you know him today? Because if you don't reach the point that you think that you know enough of Jesus, guess what? You fooling yourself. It's more to Jesus than you know. And you got to keep on searching for the knowledge of Christ until the day that you leave here. It's so much about Jesus that we don't know because we know in parts. We know in pieces. And until him that is whole, which is Jesus Christ come, those pieces shall be done away with. So, I heard Brother Robert reading the scripture this morning. I should have gave him a robe. Told him to preach. Seeing we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every, somebody say every, every weight and the sin which so do easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Guess what? The devil knows how to easily beset you. The devil knows everybody's appetite in him. The devil knows what makes you tick. He knows what makes you get off course. He knows, he knows, he knows everything about you. So don't you think that he's a dummy about your life? He's been knowing about you ever since you came out of your mother's womb. He's been knowing about you ever since that you've been a sinner. He's been knowing about you because he's been pulling your strings. He's been setting your course. You ought to thank God that he broke in and stopped the course of the devil in your life. You ought to thank God that he stepped in and intervened and broke the curse that was on your life. You need to thank God Hallelujah. Stop letting the devil filtrate your thoughts and have you going back 
where you came from when God had already said I cleanse you I wash you I throwed it in the sea of forgiveness stop letting that enemy have you feeling bad about yourself you know what you need to do you tell that devil yeah you right that's where I was that he not gonna keep you in your past when God said I forgave you you stop letting him ride on your shoulders telling you what you're not you can do all things in Christ Jesus that strengthen you You better be like Paul. Those former things that I had, that I might have had gained to me, I have considered them as loss for the excellency of knowing Christ Jesus. My God, my God. So guess what? You got to get back on the firing line. You got to get back on the track, Robert. Oh, you got to do like Paul told you. I got to press. I got to struggle. I got to press toward the mark. I got to keep on running. Oh, for the prize of the high calling that's in Christ Jesus. You got to run like you're running for your life. You got to run. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Don't let it be said. You did run well. But who did hinder you from obeying the truth? We got to continue looking under Jesus, the author and the finish of our faith. If you got any faith, it's better be in Jesus. You know why? Because you can't do it yourself. You know why? Because in your flesh you ain't got no strength. In your flesh you're going to fail. But if you keep your faith in Jesus Christ and keep looking unto the one that is the author and the finisher of your faith. Oh my God. Uh, he started you out on this trail. Come on, somebody. You didn't start on this trail the mud on your own. He started you on this trail. And he told you to keep looking under him. Because if you take your eyes off of Jesus, you're going to do like Peter did. You're going to take your eyes off of Jesus and you're going to sink in the sea. You got to keep your eyes stayed on Jesus. And he said, I'll keep you in perfect peace it ain't about how fast you run I know that's right because I can't run too fast huh but it's about how you stay on course huh it's about you not trying to take shortcuts. You know, cheaters take shortcuts. We running a mile. Lamont out in front. I'm going to cut across the field. Try to get ahead of him. But it ain't about 
who come in first, it's about who lasts. He that endures to the end, the same shall be saved. So don't take no shortcuts. Did you follow the instructions of the word, the word laid out by God? We got to be the ones that obey the truth. If we don't obey the truth, all of our running is in vain. I'm reminded in the book of Matthew. Oh, my Lord. Chapter 22. A king was having a wedding banquet. Uh huh, uh huh. He was having a wedding banquet for his son. And he sent his servants to call them that was bidden to the wedding to come. He called for the nation of Israel to come to the wedding feast. He called the nation of Israel to come and be a people. He called them. Oh, Lord, to come to the wedding. But they refused him. They, they, they didn't want to come to the wedding. They ignored what he said. They made light of the invitation. And they went back and he told them that they would not come. Why would they would not come? Because they had too much they said they had to do. Some had business just like we are. Some was out said they had to go and mind their farm. Some said they had to go and sell their merchandise. So guess what? I ain't got time to come to the wedding. And the Bible said that the rest of them took the servants and they beat them and they killed them. Then they killed the prophets. They killed the preachers. They killed the mailman that bring forth the good news from the king. God said, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. The king was angry. So he sent out his army to destroy them and burnt down their cities. But he said that the wedding feast is still ready. Said the wedding is going to go on. So I need you to do it. Those that didn't come, that wasn't worthy. So I need you to go back out and get as many as you can. Go into the highways. He didn't send them down the alley, sister. He didn't send them down back roads. He told them to go to the main highway. Go where the roads cross. Your life is at the crossroad. And you got to make a decision whether or not you're going to serve God or not. So he told them to go out and gather all that they could. Gather as many as would come to the wedding. Can I tell you something? He said, go get the good. Go get the bad. And I'm going to add a twist to it. Go get the ugly. Go get the skinny. Go get the fat. Go get them to think they're too pretty. And tell them that I said, come to the wedding. So they went out and they found all walks of life. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. They found all walks of life, languages, and colors. Yeah, huh? Because yeah. God has no respect of person. Yeah. You bring them to me, extend them the invitation, yeah. and whosoever will come 
to the wedding, uh, God said, bring them. Uh, and guess what? Uh, we are the whosoevers uh, that God sent out for. Uh, you and I uh, are the whosoevers. Uh, don't lose your place uh, in the wedding. Uh, don't lose your invitation uh, to the ball. Because uh, it's going to be a ball going on. Uh, there's going to be a ball uh, that is second to none. Uh, there's going to be a wedding uh, that has not never been known to man before. Uh, oh my God. Uh, can you just see it, Pastor? Uh, that we're going to put on new garments uh, and walk down the streets of gold. Uh, I don't know about you, uh, but I want to come in the presence of God. There was another thing that happened. The guests had to have on the appropriate garment. They had to have on the garment of praise and worship. Every opportunity that you get, you worship God. Your maker. 
Think not at any time you're going before the king and the marriage supper of the lamb any kind of way. You're fooling yourself. This is a holy convocation. This is a holy celebration. We're going to a holy celebration. This ain't where you go bring your own brown bag. This ain't where you go and bring your own bottle. This ain't where you going to bring all of your mess. This is a holy convocation. This is when you coming into the presence of a holy God. And if we don't get prepared to come in the presence of a holy God, guess what? We ain't going. There's old saying that we keep passing on to people. When we get to witnessing to somebody, the first thing we tell them, come to God as you are. somebody yeah you need to see yourself how you really are huh and when you see yourself as you really are you ought to be saying God help me help me to make that change we cannot we cannot attend a holy banquet held in heaven with dirty and soiled and stinky garments on stinking Sin garments. Who do you think you are? You're going before God. Huh? You may be peeping around the corner to see if anybody else sees you. <laughs> but you need to know God saw you. He saw you when you peeped. He saw the door you went in. He know how long you stayed there. So guess what? You might hide from somebody else. Or we might hide from others. But I guarantee you we can't hide from God. God will send you a message that you ain't hiding. To give you an opportunity to come out of your mess. Come on somebody. Before his wrath comes. Before his judgment comes. Come on somebody. So we can hide from one another. But we can't hide from God. I'm reminded of King, of King Hezekiah. In my clothing. King Hezekiah. God sent a prophet. To the king. James. And he told the king. Get your house in order. Because you're going to surely die. Come on somebody. King Hezekiah, he turned to the wall and he began to weep and call on God. He called on God and he said, Lord, you know how I lived. You know how I obeyed your word. 
You know how I kept your precepts. And why, Lord? Now, you got to understand that God didn't just come in to kill King Ozai. King Ozai was already sick under death. But God told King Ozai, since you're dying, get your house in order. Since your flesh is dying, you need to get your house in order. And King Ozai turned to the wall. He began to pray and weep before God. And he told God all about it. And then the prophet, he didn't, you know what? A real prophet don't hang around and see whether you receive it or not. He told King Ozai what he had to say. And he got to stand. And God caught up with him and said, Isaiah. I need you to go back and tell King Ozai that not only I heard his prayer, I seen his chills, and I just added 15 years to his life. Then he went on to tell him, said, I'm going to guard this place. I'm going to take this land back from the Assyrians. We're going to overtake them, and I'm going to keep this land. And you know what you told him? He said, and this is going to be a sign to you that the sun is already gone past where it's going to go. He said, I'm going to bring it back 10 degrees. And when you see the sun come back 10 degrees from where it's already been, you know that the Lord has spoken. your house in order cause you're surely gonna die work on your building because it's got a leak and you got to move I thank and praise God I hope that something was said through the course of the word that would help you. I turn you back into the hands of the mystery ceremony. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Walk on the building with a sure foundation. Hallelujah. There's a leak in this old building. Hallelujah. And my soul has got to move. 